My son said to me, he says, Dad, why are you always so content with what, what you've achieved? If I go, well, I've done 173 songs. I can't take it. I haven't released what I consider my Sergeant Pepper. Like when people say, which is my favourite album? I go, I haven't made it yet. Every album I go, why the fuck didn't I? If I leave something forever and I go, shit. Yeah. I mean, the good competition was which, which songs are the haunted Hello and welcome to another episode of Diary of the Madman, the ultimate Ozzy Osbourne podcast where we geek out about all things Ozzy and all things Ozzy related. I am Josh Kramer with me as always, Mr. Dan Drago. How's it going today, Dan? It is going awesome, man. I'm super excited, A, that we have finished the patient number nine deep dive and two, our special guests. I'm super excited today, man. Yeah. Also on the show with us today is our main man, Ryan Beavers, who of course does our art for us and guests from time to time. How's it going, Ryan? Good. Great to be here. Super excited about this one. Ryan is basically the third member of the show. I mean, for the listeners who who listen all the time. So this is uh, always awesome to have Ryan on. Of course. And also with us today, he's not only your uncle and my uncle, he's everyone's uncle. It is Uncle Steve from <laughs> Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden podcast. He is Uncle Steve. How's it going, Uncle Steve? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me here. <laughs> It's awesome to have you, Steve. Uncle Steve. Seriously, man. I was just on your podcast last week, and I we had a great time together. So the yeah, more we, we can talk, the better, man. We are like brothers. We have so much in common, dude. When you were on with me, you said, I talk Ozzy all the time. I don't really have an outlet to talk about Iron Maiden a whole lot. And I'm like that. I talk about Iron Maiden all the time. And I was telling my wife today, I'm like, I'm doing this thing tonight. And I said, I don't have an outlet to talk Ozzy just like for however long this goes. I said, I just, Ozzy's like, he was one of my mentors growing up, you know? Yeah, there's so much synergy between Maiden and Ozzy. And I don't mean the egg throwing incident, of course. But growing (laughs) up in the 80s, I mean, you had Priest, Maiden, Ozzy, ACDC. Yeah. Scorpions, too. I think we're real big, too, in the early 80s. And that was like your core bands right there. Sabbath, too, but not as big as the other five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you were a fan of Ozzy, you were probably a fan of Maiden. You were probably a fan of Priest. You were probably a fan of ACDC. They all go together. Yep. All in those Levi leather jackets where we put the patches on, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you had your glam metal scene going on back in the 80s, but then on top of that, there was like the OGs, right? And again, all the bands you mentioned, Kiss is in that, you know. Sure. Uh, so that definitely those Godfather, uh, you know, OGs that people had to always look up to and reference when they asked who their favorite bands were, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And listeners, if you are a fan of Iron Maiden, make sure you take notice and listen to Uncle Steve's podcast. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I know a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I, and honestly, like like Dan and Steve, I could talk Maiden all day long. And Dan and I have joked in the past that we could probably do a Judas Priest podcast too. So it's they're all right there, just one after the other, as far as just their longevity in my, in my lifetime and their entire discography. So oh yeah, so this is going to make Steve really happy. Me and Ryan were discussing a matter of life and death this morning. Ooh. Yeah, that's Uncle yeah. Steve's favorite Maiden record. It's my favorite. You should have seen when I said that to Dan, he was just like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to hear what I have to say later then. <laughs> Actually, I really do like the record. I think it's their last great record. It's I, solid. Yeah, it is It great. is solid, man. I just Something about the last three just don't hold up for me. I think the first three with Bruce are better than the last three on his return, personally. Okay. Yeah. Ryan? Sure. 
Yeah, I'd agree. Outside of Brave New World being my favorite of like the post Bruce return, A Matter of Life and Death definitely is. And I remember seeing going to that tour and oh. it was like, oh, 06. Nobody knew then, but they were doing the, you know, before you're posting set lists and stuff online. And they opened up and did that entire album. Yeah. You want to talk about an arena just like kind of standing and looking at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was I've never experienced that before. It was that was something I was thrilled. I was like I was headbanging and singing along to everything. But a lot of that, just like Ozzy and Sabbath, and there's a lot of those people that are just standing there waiting to hear "Hallowed Be Thy Name" and "Run to the Hills" and "Trooper." And as soon as those songs kicked in, the the roof came off. But it took. 65 minutes to get there <laughs> there's a famous uh video or gif or whatever of bruce where at that tour someone brought a sign and it said play the classics and it's of bruce standing on stage ripping the sign in half <laughs> oh yeah that's just ignorant as hell in general so and dan has already educated us on that there's a difference between a tour and an album tour and there you yeah. go that was an album tour so yeah. kudos to iron maiden on that i think that's awesome let me ask a question just uh on that note because i know this is something me and dan discussed as a fan of a band like a legacy act as maiden is and as ozzy and you know these bands you still don't the three i know dan agrees with this but ryan and uh josh wouldn't you want to go see let's say if you go see ozzy's down to earth tour you want to hear as many of those songs played live right i do absolutely like no questions asked yeah yeah without a doubt but also, I guess, to be fair, we're different type of fans. Right, Once that's true, that's true. We, like, dig in, we absorb all of it, we consume every second of every note. So we're probably in a different category in general. I was, like I said, I was all for a matter of life and death. I'd be all for a down-to-earth. And Yeah. Well, I know when Black Sabbath did the 13 tour, and you know their first album together in how many years, and they did three songs off that album on the tour, and the crowd died for those. They just didn't, the crowd wasn't into it. I was loving every second of it. And my wife, because she had heard me listen to the album for the last six months, she's like, I feel like I know these songs better than the classics at this point. So she was kind of <laughs> digging those. But typically, fans just don't care for it. I hate that. Yeah, matter of fact, he did three songs from the Down to Earth tour, so I'm glad you picked that. But my issue with Ozzy has always been he doesn't continue those songs on the next right. tour. So like when Black Rain came, he should have kept Gets Me Through on the set list because that's how those songs would have become more classic. But what he does is he doesn't play any of them on the next tour, and he plays three from the Black Rain tour, which he kind of cut halfway through that tour. But, you know, it's constantly the early stuff. And I'm kind of torn on it because, like, I never saw Rush live, right? So if I would have saw Rush live and they didn't play Limelight and Tom Sawyer, I probably would have been like, what the hell? That would have sucked. But I'm sure their diehard fans are like, oh, I hope they don't play Tom Sawyer tonight. I can say this. I took my daughter. The first Maiden show she saw with me was the Book of Souls tour. And, of course, you know, Maiden does it right. They do an album tour. They're going to play five or six songs. When we went to the next tour, it was more of a greatest hits tour. And she was getting to hear all the greatest hits, you know, the stuff that they just played a lot. And I can understand bringing your kid to that because – for her, when they played a song that she was real familiar with, like The Trooper, or I guess Fly to Vickers hadn't been in the set for years, but they still, stuff like that, she's super excited. And as a parent, it's really cool. With someone being their first show, it's really cool. But when you go see every tour, you get tired of the same old, same old. Right. Yeah, the irony is, and I know I could speak for Josh on this, my kids probably know Ordinary Man and Patient Number 9 better than any other Aussie record because they're new. <laughs> so they listen to them a lot, but they know them much better than Diary of a Madman and Bark at the Moon. 
Sure, sure. And I will say my son, his favorite Ozzy album is Blizzard of Oz. Caden likes Blizzard of Oz a lot. He does know that one in and out. And oddly, one of his favorite songs is You Looking at Me, Looking at You, which, of course, was the B-side initially, right? <laughs> but, but you know, I do think, you know, even on the Greatest Hits tour, if you just throw the diehard fan a bone and do one or two obscure tracks, that's all we really asked for. When Black Sabbath did their farewell tour and they threw in Hand of Doom, like, that was perfect. That's all we really want, just one or two. <laughs> my biggest issue is when Ozzy and Sabbath were both touring, right? And Ozzy was real busy and he'd do like a run with Sabbath then a run with solo Ozzy and then he'd play five Sabbath songs in the set that's when I'd be like oh that would drive me crazy because I didn't want to see any Sabbath at that point because we had just seen him playing with Sabbath so when he went and uh, did a solo tour I definitely wanted nothing but solo material one last question for me for all three of you do you consider yourself a bigger fan of Ozzy Sabbath or a bigger fan of solo Ozzy (laughs) we all smile because we already know the answer to this we all three prefer Ozzy solo Okay, that makes four of us. Yeah. 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 Randy Rhodes is what brought me into it full form in the first place. So it all started right there for me. Yeah. It's a lot to do with what we've discussed as a group, the three of us. And like even Dan was saying on on yours, Steve, it's a lot about what you're introduced to. Sure. I was introduced, I was a kid, it was 94. So it was like on the cusp of him coming back and osmosis. And like, that's just what I was exposed to. And that's the first time I saw him live was solo and just, you put all those things together and it just becomes, this is what you gravitate towards. You know, it's interesting because I got into him in 81 with Diary of a Madman. So then I got Blizzard, of course, but then I wanted to go back and get Sabbath. And this is why I think this album resonates so much with me. In my weird way of thinking as a young kid, I thought, well, the first Sabbath album I'm going to buy, and I don't think I've ever told Josh this, the first Sabbath album I'm going to buy is Never Say Die because it's the closest to where reality was at that time. So that was 78. It was 81. It was only three years ago. So I thought, well, let me start with Never Say Die because it's the last Ozzy album did with Sabbath. And then I worked my way backwards. But it's kind of interesting that Never Say Die is still one of my all-time favorite records for that reason. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. All right, guys. So before we get into today's topic, this one thing we thought we'd cover real quick. There's no real Aussie news or Aussie world news, anything Aussie related news going on. So the one thing I want to throw out at you all last night, there were some reports came out from some people online who were complete idiots. <laughs> and trust me when I tell you some of these websites that you guys go to online or they have a Facebook page, they're not actual news sites. They all copy each other. They all copy blabbermouth or they're all just idiots who don't know any better. And they post the same old shit over and over. But some people who are complete buffoons are trying to say that they think Zach Wilde is playing to tracks in the Pantera reunion. Now, I already know how all three of you guys feel about that topic and about Zach potentially using tracks. But Dan, let's start with you. Tell us how ludicrous you think that is. Yeah, well, it is so obviously just not true. And people are just talking out of their ass because the reality of it is and me and Josh and Ryan talked about this in depth this morning. And I have to give an apology to Josh because I was calling the wrong pedal by the wrong name. And he was like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? But <laughs> <laughs> he was at least <laughs> smart enough to understand in my weird way. And I texted him, I shouldn't, I shouldn't chat before I have my first coffee. But Dime uses what's called a whammy pedal. I was calling it a wah pedal this morning. Whammy pedal shifts the tone, right? Up a whole octave. You can't get those squeals. It's on Becoming, right? Is the song they were showing, Josh? Becoming yeah. is that one that's like, bump, bump, wow, bump, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the song. So they thought it was an artificial harmonic that makes that sound, but it's not. So they're not seeing Zach play artificial harmonic. He's using what's called a whammy pedal. The whammy pedal will take that note and shove it up a few octaves to give it that real, you know, sound. And Josh said it perfectly earlier. It's probably a tech on the side of the stage that actually runs that. Because a lot of times when you're that big, they will handle the pedal board for the guitar player. So it's quite clearly a whammy pedal, and he's trying to keep it as close as possible 
to the original recording. And especially on this tour with Metallica, where they're playing on the oval stage. So there's a chance you could be playing that song and be nowhere near the damn pedal if someone wasn't doing it for you off stage. You could be literally a football field away from it. So, yeah, someone else has to do it. I think there was some footage somewhere at the early stages of when they got back together. And Scott Ian was at a show and he was actually having the pedal and doing it. He was actually oh. doing it. I'm pretty oh, sure that's I, saw right. that. I did see yeah. that. Yes, you're right, Steve. A hundred percent. Scott Ian was controlling it. It was off stage, Josh. You can find that for sure. Scott Ian posted it on his social media account. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the know-how that you guys do, but I have. I know enough about Zach over the last 30 years that the idea that he would somehow play to a track, I, I can't think of too many people who just live and breathe an instrument the way he does. I would love to be in a room when someone like attempted to say that to his face and how that was. Can you like, imagine? Like, it's yeah. just, what a joke. And it was as simple as them saying like, oh, his back was to the audience, like he was hiding something. Like, that's Zach. <laughs> He'll be facing the stack behind him for half a show sometimes. It's just he's got a style and he has a presence. And to think that somehow after all these years, he'd be hiding and playing to a track is fucking madness. Just give Zach five minutes along with those guys, right? Who then they can say that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a good one, Josh. Love uh, it. Thank you. Yeah. The truth of the matter is those people just don't understand how guitars work and the whole thing and how a stage production works. That what bothers me the most is they're going to see these inane responses and topics and people really believe them. It's mm -hmm. really what we struggle with, with the Ozzy myth of, you know, Ozzy doesn't write anything. Geezer goes on Eddie Trunk's show and says, oh, Ozzy wrote Black Sabbath, Wicked World, Fairies Wear Boots. And then the next day, oh, he had to say that. Sharon would sue him if he didn't say that. It's the stupidest yeah. stuff. It drives me crazy. It is. And people were just trying so hard to find trouble and just, and to start something you know like let's just be honest so the big debate has been motley crew you know how much is lip sync you know mick mars says that nikki's completely pre-recorded at this point the reality is we don't know i will say nikki's always struggled to play the bass a little bit he's not the greatest bass player in the world zach wilde might be the greatest fucking guitar player in the world so <laughs> shut the fuck up there's not even a fucking debate that zach wilde might be recording this that is stupid yeah, there's no question. And like now there's this whole rumor going around that Nikki Six didn't play on the first four Motley Crue records. Have you heard this one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not true. And I, I heard the podcast where it originated. It wasn't even related in that tone at all. Yeah. yeah. It, it, go ahead. Expand on that, Josh. It was on uh, Chris Jericho's podcast, and it was Bob Rock, I believe, right, who made the comment. Yeah. He said that Nikki came back and was just impressed by how the bass sounded and said, well, that sounds so great. Are you sure that's me? You didn't replace my bass tracks with someone else. And it was just a tongue-in-cheek joke. Right. And Bob was just saying it as a joke to Jericho. Yeah. And the people just ran with it on these fucking websites. Like, these clickbait fucking sites suck. Can't stand it. And it's the worst in metal. And I hate to say this, but we say it a lot on the show. Metal fans, man, they're they're the worst sometimes. Metal they fans are. and wrestling fans, they're the worst. Dan, <laughs> can you imagine a country music website going, Dolly Parton's new rock album, she didn't write the songs herself. Holy shit. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, they fucking love her, and they should. The metal community should love Ozzy the same way. Fuck off. I vote for uh, Vince Neil to sing the backing tracks, though. That would be, be a nice change of pace. <laughs> oh, man. Have you guys seen the latest Shout at the Devil? No, yeah. I think I sent it to you. <sighs> oh, it's brutal. It was like one that just came out last week. It's not great. He's not even saying words anymore. 
He's yeah. just like partial belching into the mic, and I don't know. I guess you got enough like hairspray in your perm and enough beers in your stomach. Like it all sounds fucking great. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with you know. There's two things I'm obsessed watching: those Christian videos where people jump up and down like they're you know speaking in tongues and they're dancing and they put the metal to it. Yes, yes. I love it. So I watch those all day. And the other is when people like put fake words to what Vince Neil's saying live. Those are the greatest, <laughs> oh, man. Good. They're hilarious. And- we hate it though because we love Motley Crue so much. Oh my god, I love them. You know, and it's like, ah, oh, hate this, but it, you know, it's a reality. I mean, the fact of the matter is, we talk a lot. And this is probably how I, I felt during the Ozzy uh, show. Ozzy and Motley Crue, they were so evil back in 1981, 1982. I, I mean, I remember legit being scared looking at the Shout at the Devil record, like legit being like, oh my god, these guys are scary. You know, and like almost like yeah. a horror movie. And now they're from the beginning yeah. was scary, right? Oh, the, the yeah. intro on oh, the album. So scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just a shame. I still am not a fan of like they should retire. I think they should do it for as long as they want. We have the right Great. to not go see them. I hate that they should retire bullshit. That's not up to the fans to decide. That's up to the artists to decide. We get to decide if we want to go. You vote with your dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, let me ask you guys a question real quick since we're, we mentioned the intro of Shout Out the Devil. Steve and Dan, you guys are a touch older than Ryan and I. So if you listen to Dr. Feelgood on the intro, it's like, Dr. Davis, telephone, please. Dr. Davis, telephone, please. And that same intro is on Operation Mind Crime by Queen's yes. Was that ever really a conversation back in the day? Or I was too young to really be a part of that. I wasn't really a fan of Dr. Feelgood. And so. I wasn't really a fan of Queen's Rack. But I definitely heard it because I had friends that liked Dr. Feelgood and Motley Crue. And I liked you know, Operation Mindcrime, the album. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely the same exact recording, which is like... It is. They're like a year apart. Why the hell would you use the same exact recording? Yeah, it's like the yeah. exact same soundbite. It's, it's so strange. I wonder why no one's ever really mentioned that. I've never heard him... It's just the intro, but still, it's kind of a weird thing. I mean, it, it imagine the patient number nine intro all of a sudden is on an Iron Maiden album next year. Yeah, that would be weird, especially Ozzy being on a Maiden record. But um, I will tell you this, Josh. I'll do some research, and I'll have an answer by next episode. Cool. Sounds good. All right. So our topic for today, ladies and gentlemen, is something a little different. Every podcast, Josh and I and Ryan a lot come on the show and talk about how great Ozzy is. And he is great. You know, I think outside of uh, my family, Ozzy is the most important person walking the planet outside of my friends and family, of course. So we're here today to look at it from a different perspective. We are doing what we call the shit list, which is we are going to pick the worst song (laughs) off of every Ozzy album. And then we're going to take our top 10 least like Ozzy songs and put them in a favorite list for us. What do you guys think of that today? That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for this one, man. I love it. Let's uh, offend each other and offend some listeners. Absolutely. You know, the Patient Number 9 discussion series was so much fun, and I really enjoyed digging deep into every one of those tracks. But I'm also so excited to get back to doing what we do best, which is ranking shit breaking other shit down, and just really mixing up the topics and getting back to what the core of what this show is. So... I am sure that we're going to have a lot in common on the worst albums. I think, well, worst songs from each album. What I'm really curious about is the top, (laughs) the bottom 10 list, right? Because I think that was much harder for me personally than picking the worst song off every album. Matter of fact, I think that came pretty easy. Like, don't you think, Ryan, don't you think picking the worst song off every album came pretty easy? It did. You know, you just, it's always there. It's always in the back of your mind. You know what song you might skip the most that's just, it's just part of it. Yeah, that part was easy. Yeah, when they're the soundtrack of your life, it's pretty easy to recall without having to think about it and know, like you said, which ones you, you skip the most often or which one you're kind of like, yeah, you know, I love them all. They're like your children, but I'll skip this one most times. 
Well, when you're a diehard fan of any band, you know, you're, we're like, I know all four of us, your album, you listen to an album. You're not just going to go, oh, let me listen to this. Like, you know, someone going, oh, no more tears. Uh, I don't want to change the world. Mama, I'm coming home and whatever. Those are the, that's what No More Tears is all about. Like, no, it's not. You know, I mean, you listen to an album, you know what you like. You Like Josh said it exactly. You know, you've been listening to these things for years. You know what works and which ones don't work quite as well. And it even references back to the sequencing, like we talked about in previous episodes. You know, when you listen to an album, you listen to the sequence, and they can, the song before another song can make it perfect sometimes the way it flows into it. It all adds in. Now, my wife is like the other person. You know, she'll go to a concert. She's like, play the three songs we know. Let me get the fuck out of here. I don't need to hear two hours of Leonard Skinner to hear Freebird. Just play Freebird, let me go. You know, <laughs> I'm not like that at all. I like the whole experience. Sometimes I listen to these albums like, and there's a certain song here or there that I've skipped for so long that when I go, you know, let me listen to the whole album. And then that next song comes in. I'm like, whoa, what the hell is this? <laughs> right. You know? So let me just lay some ground rules real quick so the listeners know what we're doing here. First and foremost, the song has to be on an actual Ozzy Osbourne album. So no B-sides included. So that means no one up the B-side. No spiders, because in the American version, it was Slow Down that was on the album, not Spiders. And no Hero, because Hero was a bonus track, a hidden track, and wasn't even on my vinyl, to be honest, when I bought it originally. It was just on the cassette, <laughs> which was horrifying to find out the day after. Also, we're not going to include what I call the little one-offs, like Dark Side Blues, You Know Part One, I Love You All. Those are not on for Debate, and neither is D, of course. So nothing that is not really what we consider a full song. So we're making everybody work hard for it, just like you guys at home. So no cheating. You know, like if we're talking about Black Sabbath Volume 4 someday, we're not going to pick FX as the worst song on the record. Wait, so <laughs> we can't use Dark Side Blues. Hold on, I got to change two different albums real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, absolutely. All right, so we're going to start backwards today. So we're going to start with Patient Number 9 since... Josh and I just did this, and we just told you what our least liked song was. So, Josh, why don't you start us off? Patient number nine, what is your least liked song? Well, like we always say, it depends on the day, right? So I think last episode, my least favorite song on Patient number nine was Evil Shuffle. Well, today it's changed, and I'm going with God Only Knows. Fuck you. And I know I'm sorry. It's my pick. My bad. Shit. What? Look at serious. Yeah, it's awful. The more, the more I think about it, the more awful it gets. Yeah. <laughs> get out of town i know you're <laughs> i did that just to see dan's face when i said that shit and it was classic I, ryan so, i think was gonna come through the, through the uh, are you being I, serious I, though are you no, being no serious? i'm not being serious ryan actually just kind of got like what the fuck he started i laughing. think ryan was ready to log out i thought yeah. you should have said mr darkness <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I <laughs> but no uh for me it sticks the least favorite track on patient number nine is evil shuffle I'll go next since we just talked about that. My least liked song off patient number nine is also Evil Shuffle for the reasons that Josh and I disclosed during our deep dive podcast. Why don't you go, Ryan? Uh, this album kind of like has had its shuffling over the last year. You know, my favorite track, Never Shifting Away. But I'd say my least favorite has actually been pretty consistent. And it's stayed consistent to really the first time we heard it. The second time and third time, and then we even recorded an episode about it. I'm going to go with degradation rules. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. So All right, Mr. Steve. <laughs> so I told you guys earlier, there was when I listened to this album all the way through, I, let's see, I got Mr. Darkness is number seven, uh, Nothing Feels Rush number eight. 
And I told you there were two tracks in a row that when I got to them, I was kind of like the album took a little bit of a lull. And those two tracks are Evil Shuffle and Degradation Rules. <laughs> so <laughs> I went back and forth a little bit on them. And I ended up deciding No Escape From Now with Tony Iommi is so good that it makes Degradation Rules come across that much worse because this has got Tony Iommi on it. So I go with Degradation Rules as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good choice. And, and good let's choice. be clear, uh, you know, Tony didn't write Degradation Rules. It's written by Andrew right. Watt, where Tony wrote No Escape From Now. But I actually prefer Degradation Rules to No Escape From Now. Shocking. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. And let's be clear also, you know, two of the four of us choose Degradation Rules as the worst song on the album. I chose it as my next to worst song, and it won a fucking Grammy. So, <laughs> so get in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So up next is... 2020's Ordinary Man, also produced by Andrew Watt, Ozzy's kind of comeback album, 10 years without a solo record. Ryan, what is your least liked song from Ordinary Man? This was probably my second easiest choice, quickest choice. The song just never clicked with me. Still doesn't click with me. If I'm going to be honest, I fucking hate the song. Uh, I'm going to go with Goodbye. <laughs> nice. All right. What do you got next, Josh? Yeah, I got to go with Ryan on this one. Goodbye just doesn't work in any way, shape, or form. It's a track that felt very forced and pushed. You know, they tried to do this Iron Man type intro that just falls flat as hell. The best part is probably the end of the song when Ozzy, did they sell tea in heaven? You know, that's probably my favorite part in the whole fucking song. I just don't know what they were going for with this one. The worst part, I keep going on about sequencing, but this was track fucking three on that album. What the shit? I'll never understand it. I don't know what they were going for. They failed. Goodbye. What about you, Uncle Steve? <laughs> I guess I'll break the trend here. While I don't think Goodbye is the greatest by any stretch on that album, there's one song on this album that I literally skip every single time. I absolutely hate it. I don't hate it enough to go get tattoos all over my face, but I think It's a Raid is just horrible. I like the bit where you can hear Ozzy yelling and like some of the things that he yells in concerts, let's go animal and all that kind of stuff, you know, or I want to see you go, you know, like the little, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? The banter. We call this the banter in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, it's, there's some cool sounding stuff in there, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm like, Ozzy's 70 plus years old. That song just goes nothing with his vibe. And then there's a lot of bits where having post Malone in it, there's a bit where there's a lot of stuff going on and you can hear Post Malone in the background kind of going like, oh, doing some weird sounds and stuff. And I'm like, it just sounds really trendy, like it's trying to be trendy. And I'm like, Ozzy doesn't go with trends and this sucks. I hate it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, the good news so. is you really don't have to skip it since it's the last song on the record. Yeah. Well, except to take what you want, but I don't consider that part of the record. So my issue with Ordinary Man, big time is sequencing, Josh. I think you nailed it 1000% and I'll get to it later. But for me, the worst song in the record is also Goodbye. And the <laughs> main reason is because it's forced. It is basically Iron Man mixed with Paranoid. That fast bit is totally trying to be Paranoid, and that slow bit is totally trying to be Iron Man. And you could totally tell that they did that on purpose. And it just doesn't sound natural, and it's very forgettable. Wait, is it's a Ray to B-side or something? Did y'all Have y'all not heard it? <laughs> That's what's going on here. <laughs> uh, I actually like It's a Raid. My I, biggest problem like with It's a Raid is the yeah. production. It sounds like a Motorhead track, but I wish the guitar was a little clearer to understand what Andrew was playing. That's my biggest problem yeah. with it, and I think that it just sounds mushy and, and not a great production on it, and I can't really distinguish much separation between anything. But other than that, I do like the song, and I think Ozzy's bits are pretty cool. Actually, the part I like least 
is Ozzy's bantering. And to, to kind of piggyback off the goodbye banter, it's just clunky. And I honestly think it's one of Ozzy's worst melodies. There's just nothing. There's nothing there. I honestly can't even recall it most of the time. It's like not an Ozzy thing. If you dislike a track, like the melody usually kind of can pop right into your head at any given time. Not the case with Goodbye. To me, Goodbye is almost like what Mr. Darkness it's like the one to do what they did with Mr. Darkness, right? Only it worked on Mr. Darkness. So slower thing than speeding it up and slowing it down and speeding it up. It works on Mr. Darkness, but it does not work at all on Goodbye. Maybe that's kind of what the route they're going with that. But for me, it's a rate is at the very least fun. I have a good time with the majority of the song. I, I'm kind of like then the midsection of the banter is kind of what I, where I kind of fall out of it. Josh, just keep Mr. Darkness's name out of your mouth. All yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> Mr. Darkness and Goodbye have absolutely nothing in common. I just mean... <laughs> Let me be clear. They don't sound anything alike. I mean, the tempo changes where it's kind of slower than speeds up, then goes slower than speeds up. That's what I'm just talking about, where they go back right. and forth on the tempo. It's a fair point. One is one of the most innovative Aussie songs, and the other one is one of Aussie's biggest pieces of shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> one more time. What I'm trying to say is, I think. I know, no, no, I agree with what I you're think saying. Mr. Darkness is what they wanted Goodbye to be, but right. it just didn't. It failed. Well, I think the difference, though, is I think Goodbye, they were purposely trying to rip off Sabbath, a Sabbath sound. Where with Mr. Darkness, I think that was a fresh, innovative idea. But yeah. I, I see what your point is. But I think they deliberately went to Iron Man and Paranoid. Let's blend them into one song because the Aussies and Sabbath. Let me ask yeah. this. On the song Goodbye, if it had all been the slow part or the fast part, if the whole song had been one or the other of those without having a big shift anywhere, do you think it would have been a better song for either one of them? Not for me. Not really. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So either way, it was a pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not great. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing how much better patient number nine is than ordinary man, to be honest. All right. Next up, we have the 2010 Kevin Churko produced Scream, Kevin Churko's second album with Ozzy, with our main man, Gus G. Shout out to Gus, <clears throat> who was a great guest on our show. All right. I'm going to start this one. My least liked song off of this, and I'm going to piggyback a little bit with what Ryan just said. Very rarely does Ozzy drop the ball melody-wise, and I think this is one of his weakest melodies. It's forgettable, and it just goes nowhere. It's very bland, because I think the music on the song is actually kick-ass, and when Ozzy came in to sing, I was so underwhelmed, which also reminds me of Black Sabbath's NIB2. But this song is I Want It More. Not a very good track for me, and it's easily my most skippable song on screen. Why don't you hit us out, Uncle Steve? I love I Want It More. I know. <laughs> that, that guitar, that guitar that... Yeah, uh, it's uh, Ozzy that drops the ball. As much as I love that, I think you're going to absolutely hate my choice. Because I did the episode with you before, the Black Rain and Scream episode. That's right. And I can kind of remember one song in particular on this album that you talked... And I don't hate this song. I'll say that. But after listening to the whole album, you know, a couple times to figure it kind of out this week, uh, let me see what I wrote down here for it. <laughs> Steve is making us look bad, by the way. He actually Hello. has no, 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 I have no, yeah. I'm a guest. When you're a guest, you have to look really good. You know, you have to look really good when you're the guest. Trust me, I really don't know very much at all. That's Dan. He was on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. Okay, so I'm going to start it off with the music in this song is really cool. And I'm about to give it away. It's got a very brutal subject matter. Oh, I knew that's what you were going to pick. But and the chorus, the melody in the chorus, I don't love. I don't really like it a lot. I, and and Ozzy's kind of more 
gruff, you know, maybe his voice is a little more gruff there, but yeah, for me, Latimer's mercy. I just, I like it. I don't hate it, but it's just not, I, I just was like everything else I kept listening to going, well, I like this. I like this, I like this. And, and it was, I had a couple of other choices. I don't want to say what they are because one of those or two of those or three of those might end up on my worst list. I'd, or maybe none, but I just don't want to give anything away. But yeah, I went with Latimer's Mercy. I didn't think you would. I can't remember if either one of you, what you two thought about it, uh, Ryan. And, I know what uh, they think about it. I know I'm going to be by uh, myself on this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and jump on that bandwagon, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I wanted more was a close second. Um, wow. wow. But I'm going to go with Latimer's Mercy also. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like kind of goodbye, like just clunky. It just really, it feels like a mishmash of a few different things, a few different ideas, and they really weren't sure how to make it cohesive, and they kind of just put it together. Uh, it never struck me back in 2010, and it's still, I'll listen to it. I won't say it's a song that I'm skipping every time. Uh, it does make the rotation, but uh, I could have done without it. See, before Josh goes, I just want to say, <laughs> I do love Latimer's Mercy, so this is painful. And I think I'm going to get a triple pain right here. So, Josh, why don't you hit us up? Dan just thinks he knows me so freaking well, Donnie. He thinks he knows what I think all the time. Dan, you know me well to know my mind changes like over the course of an hour. That's true. <laughs> Today, my least favorite track off of Scream is actually I Want It More. Yay! Awesome. Oh That's it. Gosh. The man. This and is why Josh and I did a podcast together. I'm going to be honest with you. At first, I wrote Latimer's Mercy down in my notes. Yes, I did notes today, by the way, everyone. So that's kind of awesome for me, right? But at first, I wrote Latimer's Mercy down. Then when I kind of revisited and went over it all in my head, I just find I want it more. I'm kind of like Dan. I think Ozzy drops the ball on a little bit. I do like the music. But as a whole, I find the track a little bit forgettable. Wow. Whereas with Latimer's Mercy, I love the story behind the lyrics. And sure, I do sure. like Ozzy's delivery on the chorus. I can bring you back. And there's an emotion there that I do love. Sure. So when I think about it as a whole, that makes it much more memorable for me than I want it more. So there you go. I want it more is my choice. I'm glad you made a call out to the chorus because the chorus is great on Latimer's Mercy. But I do want to say this, and this is another reason why I think I want it more isn't up to par. It is clearly them trying to write a song like No More Tears. And they fail miserably. They even have that middle breakdown that tries to be No More Tears. And it's not even close to No More Tears, where I think Latimer's Mercy is at least an original idea. What do you got, Steve? I had to go somewhere with my wife earlier today. And, you know, I've been two hours before I was sitting on the couch and listening through to everything and kind of making sure I could jot a few things down. Because, like I said, some of the newer material, it's not like hearing Bark at the Moon. I mean, I don't need to listen to that to have opinions on everything. But the whole drive there and the whole drive back, I was singing the chorus. I want it more. God, I love it, man. I can't <laughs> oh, believe that. Crazy. Oh, I love it. Wow. It's awesome, though. You know, like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it is awesome. It's sure. all good. It's all good. <laughs> Up next, we have 2007's Black Rain, also produced by Kevin Churko with Zach Wilde on the guitar, the last Zach Wilde album that he has writing credits for. So Black Rain is very diversive. I'm very proud. One of the most proud things I have about this podcast is Josh and I made Uncle Steve an amazing fan of this. And Ryan. Ryan was on that show, too. So. Yeah, I was going to say it was more Ryan than you two. Yeah, see that? <laughs> Fuck us. <laughs> you tell him, Ryan. Yeah. So I just want to state that I'm just happy that this show has brought such love to Steve about Black Rain. I'm going to yes. up here in a second. But Black Rain is <laughs> such a great fucking record. 
tell them, Josh, how great it is. It is. And we mentioned it a few episodes back. It's this. It's aged really well. I think this album is better now than it was when it was released in 2007. It just there's something about it. At the time, it didn't feel like it lacked an energy. It lacked something that we all wanted in 2007. But in 2023, it hits fucking good as hell. I love this album. That said, my least favorite track on it <laughs> would be Trapdoor. Just never yeah. did click with me. I do love the breakdown in the middle a little bit, but man, this track has always been one that just fell flat as fuck for me. Easy decision, Trapdoor. All right, I'm going to go next because I've already seen Ryan flipping off the camera. So I'm going to have him do some double flips. And oh, Josh man. and I are in sync today because we spent months being so out of sync with patient number nine. But my least like track on Black Rain is also Trapdoor. And I used to love this song, but somewhere along the line, maybe it was Josh's influence on me, but it's lost its way a little bit with me. I think Ozzy's melody is a little too forced. It's a little too aggressive for me. I know there's a lot of cool parts, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I think Black Rain is too strong of a record to pick anything else. And I think Trapdoor just unfortunately gets that spot for me. Go ahead, Josh. I do recall before you being very upset that I had mentioned I didn't like Trapdoor that much. So you've definitely, I brought you down. So we, we try to build each other up. This is one case where I brought you down to my level. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's cool. It is cool. It's just the fact that it's picked. I mean, it's it made the album and fucking Nightmare didn't. I'll never, ever understand. Yeah, that's for sure. Even I Can't Save You. I You know how much I love I Can't Save You. All right, Steve, what do you got on The Great Black Rain? I will say this. I did listen to those three tracks today. And Nightmare, I was like, holy crap, this should have been on the album. <laughs> yeah, it's so they really all, Yeah, they really all were good, but Nightmare really stood yeah. out. I was like, wow. Um, I'm not going to be picking Trap Door. Shoot. I'm going to drop I my phone. I think you just through the Trap Door. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Whoa, I'll be right back. Um, I, you know, I talked to Dan about this a, a couple weeks ago. I was just like, I think so far, everything post-osmosis for sure. I think Black Rain's my favorite album right now post osmosis through patient number That's nine awesome. love it man i just i listened to it the other day and i'm like this is the one of the albums where i literally got done and i was like wait what am i supposed to pick now because i liked everything and so i listened to it again i think this will be a little shocking i think this is a really odd pick but <laughs> i picked not going away wow that is shocking i, I what I, I just said you know what I, I like every song on this album I had to pick one song, and after I listened to the entire album, I just thought, I think I like everything else just better than that song. So, it's, yeah, I think it, that makes sense. It's kind of a plotter, right? Yeah. Strange album choice yeah. to open. I mean, yeah. Nightmare should have opened the record, to be perfectly honest. And Mike Borden's drumming performance on Nightmare is so freaking good, man. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Yeah. And the so, melody. Steve, let me ask you real quick before we move on to Ryan, because you know yeah. we don't really care what Ryan thinks anyway. So, what would you say is your favorite yeah. song on Black Rain? Ooh. Uh, Layer World on me is awesome. The Almighty Dollar is awesome. Uh, count. I love Countdown's Begun. I love Here for You. Uh, I guess I'll say I won't pick a ballad. I'll go against a ballad. Just not picking ballads. Just pick. Okay, I'll pick ballads and rockers. Uh, <laughs> I say uh, I like. I'll say Layer World on me and the Almighty Dollar. The Almighty Dollar is just so awesome. different. Yeah, it's so good. Matter of I've fact, I've been saying that all the time, right? You all heard me say that for years. And that slap bass at the beginning of it, man, like Blasco doesn't get any credit for that. That's sweet as shit. It is oh, sweet. Yeah. And Ozzy sounds, uh, the melody on that song is so catchy, man. It's so good. That chorus so, is insanely yeah, great. Would you consider, we've debated this for a while between us and our group chat. Would you consider the Almighty Dollar an epic in style or would you say not quite there? It's, 
It could be, but it's just it's a unique song. Like it's got a lot of parts, right? Yeah, it, it, like to me, I, I, this is probably not going to fit, but it's the scary little green men of this album. It's just yeah. it's it's got a like an album title where I when I first saw that album title, I was like, this song is going to suck. How stupid! The Almighty Dollar, and I listened to it like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah, so scary good. little green man fits that oh. perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my Ryan, da- break our hearts, Ryan. <laughs> I just said, your face was fucking Ryan's face when we were talking about all the great songs was like twitching. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh-oh. I was like, I was give you all uh, a low blow one it's all in Uh-oh. one swing. Uh oh. I'm <laughs> my pick is the Almighty Die. Oh no! no I know. <laughs> no. I know it. And, I, and that's hard. Fuck? Are you serious? And that's hard because I do fucking love the chorus. I love the melody on it. I love like the pre-chorus to it. But I, again, the, the, that clunkiness, the bass is cool, but it's very different. It just doesn't really, and I hate, I fucking hate the effect on Ozzy's voice on the verses. It's just unnecessary. Just let it go. Let him sing. Let the guy do his thing. He doesn't need to be covered in whatever it is, reverb and effects. And Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> as, mu- as much as I love that song, what he's saying, I can totally get behind. I can understand that. That's a good reasoning. Ah, Jesus, Ryan, you're killing me. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, I think my biggest problem with the Kevin Cherko era is that I think he puts way too much effects on Ozzy's voice throughout the whole Kevin Cherko era. Which which is what, if anything dates it, it's that, I think. Yeah, not that I agree with Ryan, because I, you know, obviously I love Almighty Dollar, but there's a (laughs) lot of songs on on Black Rain and Scream where I just feel like Ozzy's over-affected more Black Rain than Scream. But oddly enough, you know, we spoke about it before on here. Ozzy sounds great on Crucify the Dead on Slash's solo record, and Kevin Cherko produced that for Ozzy. So it's weird how his voice sounds so good on that. We talk about it all the time amongst ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, on the actual Ozzy album, he doesn't sound as good. It's weird. Well, now we're cooking, everybody. I mean, now, now we're, I love. I'm that's flat out mad at Ryan. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie about it. This <laughs> bullshit. This is, this is ridiculous. Josh's Mr. Darkness. I love it. Jesus. I absolutely love it. All right. Up next is. The incredible Down to Earth, produced by Tim Palmer, released in 2001, October of 2001. This is a grower of a record. I think Josh personally has really turned me on to this record a lot. And over the years, this has moved up a lot on my list because at one time I'd say this was my least liked record by Ozzy, but not anymore. I will start this one again, too, because this one was very easy for me. I've always had a song that I was not crazy about on this record. It's always the skippable track. And that is the Tim Palmer, Jeff Nichols, Andy Sturmer, Ozzy Osbourne penned Black Illusion. It is dull, boring, and I don't like when Ozzy Solo tries to do Black Sabbath. And that's what this is, and it's just done poorly, easily, one of my least liked tracks. What do you got, Uncle Steve? Well, this is the first match we'll have all night. (laughs) (laughs) This and Black Rain, to me, were the two of the new era, the two hardest albums to do, because I was like, they're both very solid albums. This is one where I listened to everything a couple times and I just thought, you know, it's it's just calling it a Black Sabbath try is, I guess, a good thing. Because it's just, I just said, it's just kind of, it goes at one pace and it's just, I wrote sludgy. I like it, but I, yeah, it's, if you have to pick one, that's what I pick too. What do you got, Ryan? Uh, I'm going to say ditto. I'm going to go Black Illusion. This one never resonated with me and. To your point, yeah, when they try to do the heavy, chuggy Sabbath thing, that's what I dislike the most in, in Ozzy Solo. I, I like that separation, that difference between them. 
the the verses are I gotta keep using this word clunky, but that's really what it is. The melody is not memorable, and the, it's, it's one of my least favorite courses across his career. So Black yeah. Illusion, easy. I think that's a good point because there are a couple of other songs that I think their choruses are bland and not very good. There is one track that comes to my head, but there are other things about it that I like a lot, and Black Illusion doesn't have that for me. What do you got, Josh? Well, that said, let's just be honest. Black Sabbath without Tony Naomi sucks, right? And this is Black Sabbath without Tony Naomi, and it's yeah, it's, it's easily the worst track I think on this record. There is some moments I like lyrically, you know how it kind of plays off itself that the first verse with fingers crossed, you switch the perfume with the mace or whatever, and then in the last verse it switches where I did this and I did that. So I, I thought that's kind of neat in a weird way, but yeah, this song just falls very flat. And like we all said, it's it's try it being Black Sabbath, and it just you can't do it. Got to have Tony Naomi to do Black Sabbath. And ironically, it has Jeff Nichols on it, which was. Very big creative mind of Black Sabbath. You know, he wrote a couple of tracks on this record, but unfortunately, this one doesn't pan out for any of us. This is our first sweep of the day, ladies and gentlemen. We all agree Black Illusion is the worst song off of Down to Earth. Anybody have anything else on Down to Earth before we move on? You know, yeah, real quick, they're still out there. The world has never heard the track written by Dave Grohl. You remember that was the whole thing? Zach was pissed off. I'm not playing on a fucking track written by Dave Grohl. That's back before they were like buddies. Now they're all friendly and shit. But <laughs> Zach was all pissed off about that, if you'll recall. And that was like big news. And the world still never heard that track. So, Yeah, matter of fact, I actually think it, I'd probably enjoy it better than Black Illusion. Because I thought Dave yeah. Grohl's ProBot record is awesome. The guy can write metal. So no I, think, I think it's probably a pretty good track. I will say this. I even like No Place for Angels considerably better than Black Illusion, yeah. which is the B-side for Down to Earth. And that you could kind of tell is a demo. Ozzy doesn't sound great on it. Another one with a shit ton of effects on his voice. This is the other record that has all too much effects on Ozzy's voice, by the way. But I think No Place for Angels destroys Black Illusion. Up next, we have, of course, our favorite album of all time, Tongue in Cheek. And that is 1995's Michael Beanhorn or Beinhorn. I'll say that. Beinhorn. Christ. Is it Beinhorn? Yeah, it is. Don't listen to Josh. <laughs> Don't listen to the hillbilly shit. Good. Uh, listen, the we call horn. a window a winder around here. Don't listen to me. <laughs> hey, the Joshisms are some of my favorite parts of our show, my friend. <laughs> bean, Michael, I remember y'all arguing about listen, that. The Beanhorn. Yeah, Beanhorn. <laughs> listen, where I live, it ain't even Ozzy Osbourne. It's Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. <laughs> we all know that Ozzy loves when people do that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good good call. So the Michael Beinhorn produced Osmosis. Amazing, amazing record. This one is tough for me, of course, because we always talk about how much we love Osmosis. And I think this is Ozzy's most consistent record. This is the album I am definitely going to get eye rolls, ladies and gentlemen, from both Josh and Ryan for sure. I don't know yet about Steve. I definitely know their choice already before they spill the beans. <laughs> but my least like song, I'm not going to go first this time. We're going to have Uncle Steve go first. Okay, before I say anything, I just want you guys to know <laughs> it's going to be all right. Oh, Do shit. Not. I just realized. Oh, my God. Are we this doing all right? No, I'm not I'm doing not. all right. On the, on the Diary ridiculous. of the Madman podcast tonight. Uh, yes. I'm oh, my choosing. gosh. I was hoping you wasn't going to make me go first because I wanted to have a big finish, you know. But, yes. I've never liked, and I knew that y'all would have a problem with this. Um, I don't mute him. I don't mute Steve. <laughs> this is <laughs> painful. This makes Ryan not like the almighty dollar, like 
you know, a even more. What's <laughs> worse, what, Steve not whole... liking Odell tonight, or Ryan not liking Over the Mountain? Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, I, 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 it's just you know, I got this album back in like '95 when it came out. I mean, I always liked the uh, Ghost Behind My Eyes. I know is one that it took me a while on. Um, and at first, I didn't like My Little Man, but being a dad, like, whoa. I cry when I listen to My Little Man now, you know, or at least, you know, I did. But Old Ella Tonight is just one that's never, ever, ever. I This is something I wrote down today for this, and I've never thought this before, but when it starts out and, you know, that, you know, he, there's the piano, then that little guitar thing comes in. And I thought immediately this is what popped into my head. This sounds like something Guns N' Roses would have wrote back then. Yeah. Never thought that, but I, when I heard it, I was like... I don't like the melody and the verses. I just say, I want to say all these things because I know you like them. I know Dan literally was like, please don't say all these things, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't like the melody? Now that is where I got to draw the line. You don't it's like the melody in the verses? They're okay. Oh, my God. I it's so slow and sappy. and it just It's a ballad. I know, but he's got... How many other ballads does he have? Because that's how many better ballads he has than this. Oh, uh, this is number three on my ballad list. <laughs> I, this is what I wrote down. I don't like the melodies and the verses or the chorus. And I'm sorry to tell you guys, but I don't like the melody on that, those summer nights part either. I like the way his voice sounds. I mean, he's like way up there. But I just don't like this song. I, I mean, every time I listen to it, just because of you guys, oh. I still listen to this song and I keep thinking... Especially when y'all did the ballads episode. I was like, okay, I got to listen to this again. I've got to be missing something. And I listened to it and I was like, whatever it is I'm missing, I'm still missing it. All right. Before we move on, listeners, we have to bombard Uncle Steve about how awesome Old L.A. Tonight is. Because it is one of Ozzy's yeah, greatest dude. songs. When Ozzy overlaps that melody in the chorus, when I look in your eyes, I'm like, oh! Man, I get an orgasm. Exactly. I know. <laughs> Y'all, you fall to pieces, right? Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say it could be my favorite song off of Osmosis. It's right up there, man. It's definitely right up there. Well, all right, Ryan, why don't you hit us with the one I know you're going to say? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, all right. So, I know Josh for sure. But oh, did he just I'm say 50, ditto? 50. Did he just say ditto? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no. That's what I heard. I heard you ditto. Ever accuse me of that again. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a hard one because... And like I said, this is this was like right in the era. Osmosis is like upper echelon for me. Like if my house is going down in flames, like I got my daughter in one arm and like my Osmosis final in the other running out the front door. So I'm picking this strictly because there's just elements that I don't like of the song. I'm going to go with My Little Man. Oh. I Trust me, I get the sentiment of it. Like it's, I can't cry to save my life. But if anything was going to, if songs would make me cry, that's one of them. But, um. It's that, whatever, is it, is it just keyboards? Is it like a harpsichord? No, I think it could be a sitar. Like sitar. he was trying to straight up emulate it, the Beatles. It, I don't know. It's just the way that it fades in and starts the song, it just kind of just kind of meanders throughout before the song really kicks in and then it comes back in. I just don't like that sound. That's really all it boils down to because I honestly think it is perfection otherwise. That's my only reason for choosing it. Brian really stated it perfectly. I'm the same way. Actually, I will say this song has grown on me a ton again since I've become a father also. And and I do give you guys that. I can see where you're coming from with that. 
it has grown me a lot. When the app came out, I was 15 years old and I just never, this was the one I didn't like it at all. I love the guitar solo. I always like the solo a lot. I always like the bridge a lot going you know, before the guitar solo. You know, when you're dreaming, you can talk to angels. And I've always liked that section. As a whole, it was a skipper for me every damn time. As I've gotten older, it's not a skipper anymore. So I have progressed with it. I've grown with it. But the rest of Osmosis is just so damn slamming. It's easily my little man for me. What, what I heard, I didn't hear Ryan say anything. All I know is I said old LA tonight, and then I heard Josh say ditto. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey Actually, on this show, we say dildo. Dildo. That's true. We do say that. <laughs> so I am not going the ballad route on this one. I'm going to stick true to my guns, just like I did on the first episode. My two least like tracks on this record are the two heaviest. And that is just a fact. And I think Thunder Underground and My Jekyll Doesn't Hide don't meet up to the excellent other tracks that are on this record. So I'm going to say today my least like track is, gosh, I don't actually know which one between them, but I'm going to go Thunder Underground today. I think the riff is just a little boring and Ozzy's voice grates on my nerves in this song. He's too high. Especially in that chorus, man, it almost hurts my ears to listen to him. We almost go back to the technical ecstasy days where he is insanely high. But just, I think it's kind of a boring track. Again, it's Ozzy trying to do Sabbath, and I just don't think it works very well for me. For me, Thunder Underground is not my favorite track off this record. I was about to say, if you picked My Jekyll Doesn't Hide, I really am going to like just abandon ship on this episode <laughs> because that track me to me is... That track is slamming, man. I don't, you need to revisit that more. I mean, I know you've revisited this yeah. album a million times. I don't mean like that, but like, listen just a little closer on that. I, how, hey, you're not getting that one. I'll not. I love it. It's crazy. I mean, and there is not a bad song off of Osmosis. Yeah. There's just not. This is the toughest that, album. Yeah, you know, again, that goes back to the strength of the album, right? Because that yeah. album is absolutely so good. But that, yeah. Do you guys think the whole world's falling down should have replaced any of those tracks? I don't think so because I don't think it meets the tone of the record. I think it would have stuck out like a sore thumb because there is nothing on the record like The Whole World's Falling Down. I think it's a great song. It just doesn't fit with the record. I think Voodoo Dancer would have fit better on the record personally. I think I agree with everything Dan said right there. That said, Whole World's Falling Down slamming as hell, man. Dean yeah. Castronovo, our man Kyle Castronovo, Dean's son. He's a big listener to the show, by the way. Shout out to Kyle Castronovo. Thanks for keeping up with us and checking in every now and then. Dean's freaking slamming on Whole World's Falling Down. I love that track. Yeah, matter of fact, I think Amy fits the best. That didn't make the record. I think Amy was originally intended back in the day, 1993, I think it was, maybe even 92. You know, Ozzy had said he'd written three tracks for the record, and two of them I'll never forget, and we'll see you on the other side, and Amy. And I was shocked to see Amy didn't make the record. It did originally. He was in the first John Prudell sessions that they did. All right, up next, No More Tears, Ozzy's classic released in September of 1991. A lot of people would consider wrongly his last classic record, but this is definitely the last Aussie record that was probably written by a band. Would you guys all agree with that? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. You know, this is definitely the last record where they got into a studio and just jammed and Aussie sang along and no files were transferred. And, you know, Aussie didn't use outside writing partners, except maybe the producers, which was a lot more common back in the day. So I think this is the last, what I would consider, band record of the Ozzy Osbourne career. All right, Ryan, why don't you start us off? What is the worst, or not, I hate to say worst. What is least your best. least, yeah, least best track on No More Tears? Well, I also just wanted to follow up with what you said real quick. The irony being that all Ozzy talked about post, like, the No More Tours tour was he just wanted a band again. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to be, like, the Ozzy <laughs> born solo guy. He wanted a band. He legit, like, that's all he wanted. And then 
the irony being it would never really happen again. <laughs> I mean, uh, and he formed X-Ray, right? Which never got on the X-Ray, yeah. Yeah. With, with Dean right Nova also. Uh, my choice, as I find it just to be one of the one of the most uncharacteristic songs in Ozzy's catalog, I don't hate it by any stretch. It's just one that like I can do without. The chorus is so poppy. I feel like it's any kind of hair metal band's big track back in the 80s. Now I'm going to go with uh, AVH. Yeah, Austin Villa Highway. All right, Josh, why don't you hit us up next? When I was growing up, it was always alcohol, volumes, and hash. And then, of course, we all were educated <laughs> differently growing after that. Good choice, Ryan. For me, I'm going to go with the track before that, Zombie Stomp. I like Zombie Stomp a lot. It's definitely fun. It's different. I appreciate that it's different, but it kind of takes a long time to get into it. It's slow breathing. It's going to, eh. Then once it finally kicks in, it's an enjoyable song. It's not like it's a rate. It's fun. All in all, it's just one I revisit very, very little. Well, I actually, we've talked about this on the show. I think he reimagined, meaning Zach Wilde, as he, the Don't Blame Me track. Because the breakdown on Don't Blame Me is very similar to the Zombie Stomp intro to me. And I mm-hmm. wonder if he just reimagined it because it didn't make the record which originally No More Tears was going to be called one of many titles, but Don't Blame Me was one of them. So it's ironic. It did not make the track uh, list of the album. I actually think Zombie Stomp's melody shits all over ABH personally. Those verse melodies on Zombie Stomp are incredible. The chorus might be a tad weak, but those verse melodies are awesome. Awesome. I'll go next. My least liked track, I'm going to jump on the Ryan bandwagon here, is AVH. I think the song is actually kind of boring and just never goes anywhere from the beginning slide guitar which i've never liked the riff is too funky for me for a nazi song i think actually no more tears is his most hair metal album outside of the ultimate sin there's so much hair metal vibes to this record and i know it has some classics but avh just doesn't do it for me little boring doesn't go anywhere bland riff what do we got uncle steve I had AVH before. I, I revised this a little earlier today. It's the only one I changed out of my original choices. But I will say um, the pre-chorus on AVH is really good. That I love the feeling when the magic. That That's yeah. really good. But that as soon as he said the chorus was real poppy, I was like, AVH, it's got to be AVH. Yeah, I, I agree, though. It sounds like anyone could have done that. <laughs> I was a little shocked when I came up with my uh, final choice here because... This is like a lot of people think this is the Ozzy's best album. It's, it's, it's Blizzard, Diary, and No More Tears. You know, I like this song. <laughs> I don't skip it, but I chose Time After Time. All right, yeah, that's a hard one. I, I had a I feeling know. you were going to go there. And I thought of all the ballads, it doesn't really do anything different. It just kind of starts and it stays kind of the same. There's no real big changes or no real. And I was like, it's, it's a nice song. The lyrics are real nice and sentimental, but. I will tell you the change that I love is Zach plays a guitar harmony behind Ozzy in the second verse. That is absolutely beautiful. So the next time you listen to it, listen to Zach's part on the second verse. You about that day they, after day part? Yes. Because Ozzy's yeah. doubled. He's doubled there too, right? He doubles himself. Yeah. His, Oh, yeah. Everywhere. He, yeah. He sounds yeah. great there. I mean, I, yeah. I do like that part is so good. And listen to what Zach's playing behind him. It's it's gorgeous. It kind of saves the song. But I, you know, that time after time part, eh, a little boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I had a feeling that Uncle Steve was going to say time after time right there. I don't know why, but I just want to drop a note real quick. Written by Ozzy. Right? Those are Ozzy's lyrics, if I'm not mistaken. 100% so just Ozzy and Zach. Yeah. They're they're nice, and they're nice lyrics. Yeah. So, you know, again, Ozzy doesn't write a damn thing. He's never written a lyric in his life. Well, yeah. there's another one, by the way, that he more or less wrote the entire song, you know, with Zach's help, but still. Excellent choice, man. I, I can go with you on that. 
All right, Josh, what do we got? I had a, I've already done mine, Dan. You did? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, can I say one more thing? Can I say one more thing? Oh, it's a zombie stomp. Fuck, can I say I'm one more thing here? Yeah, Wait go ahead. Yeah, I yeah. like I, I do like time after time a lot more than old LA tonight though. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, dude. You are killing me. Oh, Jesus. So the Again, lyrics by Ozzy Osbourne. Let's just throw that out there one more time. Yeah, okay, yeah. A little sidebar here. I, I totally forgot to send it to you guys, but this might have been two weeks ago. I stumbled upon a YouTube video where it was just cool for what it was. Zach pulled out, it looked like the beginning of like when he was starting his solo or whatever during the No More Tours tour, he he pulled out AVH like instrumentally. It was pretty cool. Wow, I was totally, yeah, I saw that. Totally yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's a boring riff though. <laughs> it's, anything like that it. Southern Dan is like, I am out. Yeah, yeah. out. I'm just not a fan. So Dan, for, for those of you that don't know, Dan hates the album Pride and Glory. Like, I don't. I love likes. Pride and Glory. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to hear it on my Aussie record, you fucker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start this one with. Ryan, this is a tough one. This is Ozzy's 1988 masterpiece, and I do believe this is a masterpiece, and that is the incredible No Rest for the Wicked, which I cannot wait to do a deep dive on. What do we got, Ryan? What is your least like song? Well, first off, you did a deep dive on No Rest. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I did the artwork for that. <laughs> Holy fuck. This is what happens when you turn 50, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I am losing my mind. We've been we've been at this a long time, Josh. Oh, that's hey, cool. What did I hey? This just goes to my theory, by the way, why we took the break. Remember, you needed that replacement because I died in a car crash. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the AI right. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This is the so, AI version of Dan. <laughs> this is it. I don't even remember. Thank you. For the, that, Ryan. the AI version wouldn't forget that shit. Are you kidding? <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna agree with you that it is it's a fucking masterpiece and it's one of my one of my all-time favorites that I there to me there are no skippers on this. But if there's one that's weaker that it's almost like the oddball. Surprisingly enough, it was a single. I'm going crazy, babies. I get, you know, if anything, the the verses are a little uninteresting. The chorus is a little uninteresting. It's a cool riff. All in all, I, I don't. It doesn't add much to the album as a whole. And I think if it wasn't there, it wouldn't affect anything. Yeah, I'll go next. For me, that's the only choice for this record. That's crazy, babies. Because even lyrically, walk that walk, talk that talk. It's kind of bland. It's the only song on the record that I don't think is an 8 out of 10, minimally. You know, everything else on this record is pretty damn amazing. And it clearly is clearly the worst song on the record. The riff is okay. It's kind of fun, but it's kind of bland for Zach. You know what I mean? You could tell he was young and writing riffs. And this one is the only song on the record that has a hint of a hair metal vibe to me. And that's Crazy Babies. What do you got, Josh? I got to go Dildo. It's Crazy Babies for me also. Lyrics penned by Ozzy Osbourne. Again, I agree totally. It's kind of cheesy lyrics. You know, I'm glad Ozzy wrote them. But yeah, a little bit cheesy there. And but that said, it has some high sentimental value. I got my first ever lap dance to this song oh. at a club called Deja Vu in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'll always remember that. They followed it up by Problem Child with ACDC. You know, so that was my twofer right there. But uh, nice. what a was much, that? Yeah, a that, much better song. Yeah, it helped it a little bit. I mean, I was definitely into it that day. Now I agree. No Rest for the Wicked is a freaking slammer, and it's the one song, and oddly a single, and a pretty well-respected single, but it's the down moment of the album for sure for me. It's uh, Crazy Babies. I'll, I'll end with a one-word response. 
dildo. Yay! <laughs> wow, our second sweep. That's pretty interesting. What was our other sweep? I'm so losing my mind, guys. Old like, LA oh, tonight. Down to earth. No, down to earth. Not old yeah, LA Black tonight. Lotion. Yeah, Black <laughs> Thank you, Josh. But the weird Dude, part, the rest I, of the weekend is a single. I know. I don't even understand yeah. that. There's so many better songs, but there are a lot of singles off this record. Honestly, I mean, he even, even you know, even breaking live, all the rules. Five and six songs live too. He did so many songs off this mm-hmm. record, but he it's never insane. did Crazy Baby's live. Fucking never. It shit. makes no sense, which is okay. He didn't do it live. Never. Never nope. did. God. He did. He did Tattoo Dancer, which is a fucking beast of a song. I love that. Blood Bath and Paradise, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fire and in the oddly, sky. Yeah, and oddly, Dan mentioned that the riff was a little bit pedestrian for for Zach Wild. But Zach, during his solo for the Number no Tours tour, too, was playing the riff for Crazy Babies during the guitar solo of that album. Of that yeah. So it is. It's become iconic, on. though. I mean, it's such a catchy riff, but it's very simple, right? Out of all the yeah. Zach riffs, that that one's pretty simple. And he even did uh, Demon Alcohol like a couple times. Now that <laughs> is a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that brings it up. I'm really losing my mind, guys. I have Josh going twice. I don't remember doing a deep dive on No Rest for the Wicked. Holy I'll go three shit. or four times sometimes. You didn't okay. choose old LA tonight. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have the 1986 hair metal beast, The Ultimate Sin, produced infamously by Ron Nevison. There's a couple of ones here that I could have gone either way on, two in particular. Uh, I'll go first here. And this one, and I know we did a deep dive on this track, guys. So at least my mind isn't that crazy. This one here just doesn't do it for me. And I think ultimately, this is one of Ozzy's weakest choruses. Ultimately, I don't like Bob Daisley's lyrics very well. And I think it's definitely the bottom tier of this record. And that is Never Know Why We Rock. We Rock. Just very boring. I had to sit through him, do it live. And of course, I was excited to see him do it live back in 1986. Because again, this is another record he did a shit ton off of live. The other songs, Thank God for the Bomb. But the, at least Thank God for the Bomb has got great verses, a cool guitar riff, and it's got an awesome bridge. Where this one, the guitar riff's okay. It's got a cool solo by Jake, because Jake is a god. U- ultimately, at the end of the day, I just think the chorus is very, very weak. What do you got, Steve? I did an album review on this a good while back, and there was two songs in particular that had what i consider to be kind of dumb choruses this is one of them but there's another chorus that's even dumber and when i listened to it this week i really was thinking god i love both of these songs still even as dumb as the choruses are but i think the whole rocking all night rocking all night i think that's a guy it's just so dumb and oh just, geez, i thought you were gonna and, say thank god for the bomb oh Holy i love thank cow. god for the bomb love wow. that and i even i still like the song though like you talk about a masterpiece. I think Ultimate Sin's a masterpiece. And I will say this because I know you will all probably, I can't remember about Ryan. I love the way this album sounds. <laughs> I love it. It needs, I could use a more low end on it. I like, I like everything. You can hear everything really well. You hear the guitars really well. But yeah, to me, Lightning Strikes is just, and it was a single. It's corny. I'm like, so this, and then you got Crazy Babies next for the next album. This is a lead single or whatever. Ugh. Well, Miracle Man was definitely the lead single for No oh, Rest. Yeah, so. But still, but, a-, a single. I yeah, guess. a single. I will say this, though. The riff on Lightning Strikes is one of Jake's best. It's incredible. Yeah. And but I think Lightning I Strikes. I do have a question. Would, I think Lightning Strikes would be one of Ozzy's best songs if that wasn't the chorus. Steve, I agree. It, I, it didn't need to be there. Steve, can I answer your question before you ask it? 
Yes, it's a ripoff of Crazy Train. Okay. Yeah. When I did when, <laughs> when I did the review, my friend brought that up, and I I had never even thought I don't I don't usually hear things like that. And he said it, and as soon as he said it, I couldn't even remember. I was like, oh my god, how does Crazy Train go? I can't even hear it because of this. Well, they're both based off F Sharp, and Josh and I probably know how to play both of them, of course. So uh, they're both classic riffs. But that's where him trying to rip himself off works to me because it's a li- it's different enough where. Because Crazy Train goes so poppy. And I know yeah. Lightning Strike does too in the chorus, but not in the verses. And I think it just works in Lightning Strikes pretty well. All right, Josh, what do you got? So for me, this was a, a very tough one for sure. And I could have went a couple different ways, but I did go for a track that has been mentioned. I went for the track that rips off Flying High again. Dan, do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, that is definitely Thank God for the Bomb. Thank God for the Bomb. So today, that would be my choice comes down simply to that chorus. I do love the guitar parts. I do love Jake's dive bomb at the end. That bridge is so love good, though, and thank bridge God for the good. bomb. Oh. But I'm with Steve, man. This album's just so damn solid. I love the Ultimate Sin. We all do. We've talked about it before. It really doesn't have any real hiccups, I don't think. Unlike Steve, I would definitely go for a remix remaster on this one. I would love to hear it with the guitars brought up, and I'd like to hear Jake really in our face the way he deserves to be, because his playing is so freaking good. But yeah, for me, thank God for the bomb. Ironically, Shout in the Dark is clearly, and Ultimate Sin, they are the two best-sounding songs on the record. Everything else, Secret Loser would be so much better if Jake's guitars were heavier. It's just too poppy and too shiny, the production, because it's such a great song. All right, Ryan, finish us off. What do you got? So yeah, to kind of follow up with, it's not my choice, but to follow up a little bit with Steve said, yeah, this this album rocks. You rock, I rock. We all fucking rock and rock. (laughs) Never stop rocking. I can't see past that for the greatness that is lightning strikes. That fucking riff is killer. The verses are killer. My choice. I'm going to go with Josh here and thank God for the bomb. I just thought it's, I, I, again, one of his lamest choruses. I don't think he sounds particularly great. Mm. Despite the fact that I honestly think this is one of the albums that he, Ozzy himself sounds the best on, despite a lot of other production things that I'd fix. But uh, yeah, thank God for the bomb. Uh, that that one is one that, despite the amazing bridge, that's one that I can pass up on, and, and I won't miss it. But we, I do got to throw this out there. Like Dan said earlier, today was tomorrow, yesterday. It's funny how time can slip away. The hands of the doomsday clock has launched a thousand wars. Fucking masterpiece. It is masterpiece. And the melody, too. Oh, oh it's so, so good. good. That, that is better than almost anything. song. It does. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it better than Never Know Why We Rock. Name me a part it, of Never Know Why We Rock that's that good. I, I will give you that. That part is cooler than anything on that song. No question <laughs> yeah. about it. That's That part is so freaking good. And the line and, is so amazing. And the chorus is just as silly on Never Know Why. It really yeah. is. It is. It is. You, you know, the truth, what happened here, Ryan, just to answer your question, I don't know if you all know this, but I was reading a book the other day. I was reading Bob Daisley's book, For Fact's Sake. And he said the reason he mentions rock so much on every song on the ultimate scene was he actually wrote these lyrics for ACDC. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Angus reached out to him and said, man, why don't you come join the band mate and write some lyrics <laughs> for us. <laughs> and he wrote all these songs about rocking all the time and rocking this and rocking that. And this no. rocks us and we rock you. And, but then ACDC ditched it and he had to, he had to settle for Ozzy on it. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. <laughs> of course. I'm, I'm joshing. Of course. You're joshing. Awesome. Ultimate Sin is such a strong record. There are some classics, but I, I actually felt there are a couple of weaker tracks on the record, to be honest. And I'm sure we covered that in our amazing deep dive. All right. Now we get to the three, what I consider Holy Grail records personally. And next up is 1983's Arc at the Moon, 
These all three records are produced by the god Max Norman. This is a tough one because I have a love affair with this record, but I'm going to have Ryan start us off. What do we got, Ryan? Damn, you got to make me start this one. Again, this is this is a hard one because I've, I've got a special place in my heart for this one too. But I'm going to go with what I think is the like quintessential, most dated track in Ozzy's entire no, career. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it, Ryan. You know what? You know, see, you don't know where I'm going. I'm going to go with Slow Down. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, key, the, the keys kill me. The chorus kills me. And then the keys, it kind of like, I'd love to hear someone go through and edit and just take the keys out of it. And, and probably be a masterpiece. It's just, I, it's so dated. I, it's so hokey. Just, I just I can't do it. All right, Uncle Steve, what do you got? I don't have that. I, this is one that oh, actually I said I didn't make any changes. I did make this change earlier today too, and I was a little shocked at it because I listened to the song that I had originally chosen, and I was just like, "Yeah, I don't love these lyrics, but man, this song is just awesome." I'm, like this is the first album I had by Ozzy, so it's like very special. I love it so much. But I ended up going with. I have a feeling Dan's oh, gonna. No. Oh, oh don't say so tired. He's gonna do it, ain't he? No, he's gonna do it. That's what oh. Ryan was gonna say. No, no. I, I I ended up because I just listened, like I listened to it and I liked it. I mean, oh. I like look, I like everything on this album. I just when I listened to it compared, okay, the other song doesn't make my bottom ten anyway. When I compared it to now you see it, now you don't, which is what I had because I just thought those lyrics are kind of corny. I love the song, yeah. and I was yeah, just like, you're not song. a fan of the corny lyrics. I know that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I can't. I don't mind them if the corny lyrics have great melodies, which that one does. But I listened to this and I just was like, I remember I went, I had to go back in time to like a 13, 14 year old kid hearing this. And I thought, I always remember just thinking it's just so wimpy sounding and, you know, and it's just, I, I like it now, but I just, I kind of went with old 13 year old Steve and said, ah, so tired. So, and it's not, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's just, I like it. I just, but I had to pick something. Yeah, man. Ahead, I just Josh. knew. I just knew that Ryan was going to say so tired and then <sighs> can breathe easy. And then freaking Steve just freaking <laughs> bust my heart, man. Like, oh my goodness gracious. Y'all can edit me out. You can edit me oh, out. Is <laughs> what makes the show great. But Barkley such a good album, right? It's This is a yeah, tough is. one. But I got to go with my man Ryan on this one with Slow Down. So once I thought Ryan was going to break my heart and then I end up agreeing with him. Oh, if we could just if we could just take that out now. I know it's so dated, but Bark the Moon Rules is such a great album. I love it. Now this is the one that that Dan has always pushed me to enjoy more, and I do uh, in a lot of ways because of his urging. But yeah, I go with So Tired. Fuck, So Tired. No, oh, no, no. I, I go with Slow Down. Jesus I'm Christ. I'm so tired. I go with Slow Down. Yeah, Jeez, Louise, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> I, I would have I rather seen Dan's down. reaction if you would have said "Waiting for Darkness." Oh, oh, oh yeah, me I too. Mean, we would all die. I love that song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, so this may shock you. My love for Bark at the Moon is infinite. I think with all of us, this is just one of the greatest records of all time. So it's very hard. To answer your question later, Josh, this was a very hard record for me. I'm also going to go slow down. As much as I love the track, I just don't know anything else on the record that I would put in its place because of how strong the record is. I would say I think the 95 remaster got Bark at the Moon right, where it got some other records very, very wrong. The guitars are brought up on this track and the keyboards yes. are brought down if you listen to the original for the remaster. So the guitars do rock way better on the remaster I'll tell you, the hats off legend on this track is Bob Daisley. 
His bass playing is phenomenal on this track. It's very Steve Harris-esque. Yeah. Throw a shout out to my man, Uncle Steve here. But I think Slow Down is a tremendous track and it pains me to put it on this list. I'd have to go slow down just on the strength of Bark at the Moon. And those lyrics are a little bit yeah they're not, they're not that they're not that great either yeah I can give yeah that. i mean they're all right is now that i've turned 50 they're getting a little bit better yeah, but we need to we need to slow down at this yeah age. <laughs> we need to slow down which you know i think that's what the song is kind of about but ultimately at the end of the day yeah not great all right up next is the incredible 1981 max norman produced diary of a madman and yes the greatest album of all time we say it all the time on this show and i'm going to have my man Josh start this one. I have a feeling we're all going to be in, in agreement on this album, but Josh, go ahead and start us off. The greatest album of all time. No question. And next is the second greatest album of all time, but that's, I digress after that. But for me, the standout for worst track on the album has always been little dolls. I have come around to it a lot more at, with age. And, you know, once Dan pointed out how great the bridge is and how Beatles ask the bridge is right there. And that really does elevate the song a lot. Cause while it's always been my least favorite on the album, it has at least closed the gap a little bit that I enjoyed a lot more than I used to when I was growing up. And what a thunderous drum intro again from Lee Kerslake. He was such a freaking monster, man. So underrated, underappreciated. And the Aussie lore, you know, everyone talks about Bob doesn't get his due, and he, he doesn't. But Lee Kerslake also on those first two records, man, such a great drummer. But, yep, I go with Little Dolls. What do you got, Uncle Steve? Well, I, I thought I knew what I was going to go with here, and I... I've been kind of going with a few ballads here. I kind of, for some reason today, I've really had a weird thing about ballads. And uh, oh my god, we're, Dan, we got to stop this right now. Like this we is got like to in my top five favorite Aussie song of all time, Steve. Oh goodness. Oh um, my god, are you That's doing the this? Greatest chorus ever. Are you crazy? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't let it do what you want to do. You know, it's your life, but just. You know. <laughs> Uh, no, I went with little dolls. Oh, thank oh, God. Thank God. You, I, actually, I think we actually fell for that. Every one of us. You did. Ryan, Ryan, you Ryan was like, Ryan, Ryan's like hiding the, the camera. I'm literally sweating. I broke out. I was supposed to go get a bag and start breathing into it. <laughs> yeah. Steve, no, I, thank God. Thank God, oh, Steve. Geez. I've always, but I've always thought like the drum intro is good, but I've always just thought, and I asked Dan about this a couple weeks ago. It, it just sounds like it's almost like too high in the mix or something when you listen to it. Maybe, I, I don't know. It just, but I like that. But I, again, this is one of those albums where you have to pick a song yeah. and this is just happens to be the least best on the album. I'll go next and I'm going to agree. It's definitely little dolls. And I, feel pretty confident saying that I don't know what else you could really choose off of this record, right? Because it's Diary of a Fucking Madman, the greatest record of all time. And Little Dolls is clearly the worst song, and it's still great. Like Josh had mentioned, the bridge is phenomenal, one of the greatest bridges of Ozzy's career. I feel like the drum intro should have never been there because it is so far inferior to what the drum intro to Over the Mountain is. And I think it kind of stands out to be like, oh, yeah, it's a drum intro, but gosh, where's the Over the Mountain intro? It's kind of pedestrian. Matter of fact, on those horrible remakes, Michael Borden's intro on Little Dolls is Ugh. awful. It's <laughs> awful. It's maybe my least like part of the whole remaster. At the end of the day, I think the drum intro is just nothing compared to what Over the Mountain is. And I know it's side one, side two, both start with drums, but I, I just don't even think it should be there. The cool thing about Little Dolls is Randy. Randy changes that riff, very Van Halen-esque. 
he never plays the same riff twice on that song. So if you're listening to it, that's a fun part of it. But the solo is a little subpar for Randy. It's definitely a guide track. And I just think overall, it's the weakest song from the record. What's up, Josh? You know, we might as well go ahead and just get this out of the way right now because we all already know the truth. Ryan's least favorite track from Diary of a Madman is Over the Mountain. We already know that. So let's just go ahead and move on to Blizzard of Oz. You don't have to explain itself. It's okay, Ryan. It is what it is. We've come to terms with it. Let's just move on. So I mean, it's going to be number one on the worst Aussie track list. Yeah, well. for sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And by the way, he said the Little Dolls drum intro smokes over the Mountain's drum intro. He told me that earlier <laughs> also. So, you know. This is why I didn't go to Ryan at all. Yeah. yeah. We already yeah. know the answer. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you got? So despite uh, the smearing that Bert and Ernie here keep trying to put on me in every episode, it ain't over the mountain. That's for fucking sure. I'm going to mirror your guys' sentiment exactly, and it's, it's little dolls. I don't have much to add to it that you guys have not already said. It's, it's just, you know, what's there? I actually think it was a much tougher choice to do Blizzard than Diary, personally, for me, because Little Dolls is so far inferior to everything else on Diary, where... At least Blizzard, there were two tracks where I went, oh, I could go either way. So next up and last on our list is the 1981 in America released Ozzy album, Blizzard of Oz, produced by Max Norman. As Josh said, the second greatest album of all time. I will start this one and we'll go around in order here. For me, this is a tough choice, but just by a smidge, the least liked song on this record is No Bone Movies. It's tough because I could easily pick Suicide Solution. I know him. I'm sorry to interrupt the faces of Steve and Ryan when you said that, but I already knew you were going to go there. I know you well enough. And I thought he may actually pick Suicide Solution. Yeah. But yeah. their faces when you said that, I don't, know, I don't think you even noticed it. Holy shit. I didn't. Like, yeah. oh, oh, I it was it. something yeah. else. Yeah. Suicide yeah. Solution, like the outro of No Bone Movies, there's nothing as cool as that in Suicide Solution. I'm just going to be honest. You know, I don't like how it fades out. It doesn't really have a guitar solo. There's a lot of things about Suicide Solution that I think is a little pedestrian. Matter of fact, I hate that he plays it live so much because there's so many better songs that he has. Today, I'm going to go Nobo Movies. Lyrical content, I think, is fun and it works here. But at the end of the day, Suicide is just a hair better. And I think it's cool that Randy does use a slide on the guitar solo, which he doesn't do on any other Aussie track. So overall, at the end of the day, if I had to choose a song, I'm going to choose Nobo Movies. Steve, why don't you give us your choice? dildo all right ryan what do you got i guess i'm gonna say dildo but i do have a little bit to add to it only that i love the song it's a blast it's catchy yeah. as hell it's just the one i guess that does the least for me but ultimately like it does a lot for me and I, that's one that i would love to see brought into the set i think it'd be a blast and i think you could eat, i think you could do it i think memory serves correct or maybe i'm just making this up i think it's a sin that I think wasn't this track is what they chose over you looking at me. It looking is, at yeah, like that 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 was a horrible decision. So in my opinion, you looking at me is a classic that way more people need to know about. That shouldn't have been overshadowed by No Bone Movies. Yeah, and the reason it was included is because Lee was involved in the writing of No Bone Movies. So I think <clears> that's why they gave him a bone where everything else was already written before he joined the band. So yeah. ultimately, at the end of the day. I will say this very confidently. If Ozzy was still touring, and I want your guys' answer on this before we go to Josh. If Ozzy came out and said, I'm going to play Suicide Solution next, or if he came out and said, I'm going to play No Bone Movies next, I think maybe not Steve, but I think me, Ryan, and Josh would all say, I'd rather hear No Bone Movies live than Suicide Solution. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've heard, yeah. I've yeah. heard Suicide Solution live 
in person 20 times. But would you guys agree that the reason Suicide Solution has stuck around is because on Tribute, that's the song that Randy solos in. That's what it's made it like it. Yeah. yeah, it's a great it's point. Absolutely. Yeah, and Randy solos impeccable. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, Josh, um, bring us home. Steve, actually, he brought that full circle for me. What I was going to say is my choice is also No Bone Movies. And, you know, really, it's neat that Randy played the slide guitar on the studio version, but I much prefer the tribute version of him just shredding yeah, and, and just improv on a solo. I think that's much better solo. Uh, so I really prefer the, the tribute version. And in my head, that's the one I always kind of hear when I hear the solo for that song. But, yeah, the, the answer is No Bone Movies. I knew you were about to blow some heads, though, when you said Because I was like, he may actually pick Suicide Solution. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And it wouldn't be for, for drama either. Like, this is how Dan feels. And I do agree there's a bit of a burnout factor. It's one that's on the radio a lot. Ozzy always plays it live. It's one he can easily sing. And, and let's be honest, that's what a lot of his set list comes down to, right? Like, what well, he can sing easily, and that's one of them. But, yeah, if I could choose to hear, you know, No Bone Movies, of course I'd take that. He's not played it live in 30 years or better. Probably, what? Probably almost 40 now at this point. 40, yeah. Hats off to Lee, his double bass work, which was not very common back then, is phenomenal on Nobel movies at the end. It's so killer. I sometimes just get lost listening to Lee's drums at the end of that song. Did, did he ever play that without Randy? No. No. No, absolutely not. All right, well, that wraps it up. I think another one we were all in agreement on. It's funny how there's three best records we were pretty much all in agreement on, except for one. I don't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now here comes the hard part. This was much harder for me than doing this. But Josh, you did have a question to ask before we move on to the top 10. Oh, yeah. I just told you guys that one thing I wanted to address real quick after we got finished with this was I wanted to ask each of you which album was the toughest decision for you to choose the worst track on. Because some of these albums are just so consistent. You know, even even with Patient Number 9, we've discussed it a million times. We truly we love all the tracks anyway, but. There's albums that are just so consistent, it's hard to choose a worse track. As great as Diary of a Madman is, we all agreed that Little Dolls was kind of the easy choice on that one. But which album was the toughest to choose from to pick the worst track for you guys? For me, without question, it was Osmosis. Because I don't even agree with my choice, but... (laughs) I I love it. What about you, Steve? Black Rain. Oh, great answer. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Mine is Osmosis and Blizzard, but Osmosis is definitely was the hardest. It was a last second decision. I didn't know what song I was going to go with. The toughest for me was probably No More Tears. AVH was right there for me also. I ended up choosing Zombie Stomp, as, as I said earlier, but AVH was right with it. And that was kind of a tough decision. So, okay, I'm just kind of curious. No, that's a great question. Absolutely awesome. All right, here we go. So what we'll do is we'll go around Robin. We'll all say, you know, 10 through one. We'll start with 10 instead of somebody reading their whole list. So we'll just go one at a time here. So we'll start it. We'll just go in the same order. We'll go Steve, Ryan, Josh, and then I'll finish. And then we'll just go that way. I got to break everybody's hearts every time. That's right. Every time. (laughs) All right, Steve. So start us off your number 10 choice. All right. This is not what I chose from the album, but I went with Hellraiser from No More Tears. It's the lyrics. I think it's a pretty good song. I don't like the verses, but I like the pre-chorus and I like the chorus. I just... It's kind of corny, and but Hellraiser, yeah. Steve, how do you feel about the new version where they mixed Ozzy and Lemmy together? Do you think that upped the track a little bit for you, or do you still think it's shit? I think Lemmy's voice is shit. It made it way worse. I can't listen. to I, I don't like listening to Lemmy. I respect the hell out of Lemmy and what he stood for and the stances he took. Yeah. I hate his I hate his singing. Oh wow! Voice. I don't wow. even know if I, I don't even know if I've made it through the whole. I think I listened to it once and that was wow more than wow. enough wow. for me. 
Dan, drop on Steve here real quick what you shared with us the other day in the group chat about the number, the streaming numbers on Hellraiser. Out of non-singles for Ozzy, it is his most streamed Spotify track, what's called a deep track. And it's not even close. Like oh. it has 40 million streams where the next track was Diary of a Madman. And what was that, at like 11 or 13 million? I, I think it was like 14. 14. 14 yeah, 14 wow. yeah, so it wasn't even close. So Hellraiser is Ozzy's most streamed deep track. The Ozzy version. Yeah. That's bizarre. Well, it's is that the insane. Aussie version, or did, or did it take into effect? Because I assume the Lemmy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Think it had to have, but that was released yeah. as a single, so it kind of goes against that whole article, if you think. It was it. released as a single for the re-release, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of debunks that a little bit. Yeah, that still shows you that out there, the Lemmy pool is very strong. There's no question. Sure, sure. And he seemed well, like that, an awesome guy, but yeah. The, the Lemmy version was only released, what, a year and a half ago? There's yeah. no way that those x 10 million extra streams came from that it's just i don't know there's something about that tracks for some reason so yeah and it, i think they played a lot on ozzy's boneyard yeah has it been on a soundtrack or anything like that or anywhere you know it has the same songwriters they're the same song but this one's ozzy singing it one's lemmy yeah i wonder if there's a chance that those numbers are combined from the motorhead version and the ozzy version somehow where they're the same songwriters same composers same everything if somehow or another like take what you want is post malone and ozzy and the numbers combine actually for the streams i wonder if there's something similar with hellraiser even though they're different vocals yeah i don't think so because they're different they're totally different takes but maybe Two you know what I'm saying yeah. about the about the composers and such? They'll all mm-hmm. be in the same. They could they could be what it is. All right, Ryan. My number ten is one of Dan's favorites. Never know why. Wow, a major list. Interesting. It did. Wow. Yeah. Did. Wow. Okay. Number ten for me is from No More Tears. Avh. It did make my list. All right. This is where I think your guys might drop a little bit, but my number ten is. Crazy babies. Definitely I thought he was like a suicide solution, man. You said no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, crazy babies. That's my number 10. All right, number nine, Steve. I didn't choose it from this album, but I think all three of you did. But I went with Goodbye from Ordinary Man. Okay, solid choice. I'm gonna break your heart a little bit here. I'm going time after time. Wow. <laughs> we know Ryan yeah. does not like that song. Number nine for me, again from No More Tears, Zombie Stomp. Like I said earlier, I had those oh, two man. right neck and neck. So they, they both hung out right there together. Wow. So you went AVH Zombie Stomp, 10 mm-hmm. 9. Wow. It's interesting, Josh. I like it. All right. My number nine is this was hard for me because I actually really like this song. And I, I would say the first five to six tracks are clearly like, yeah, these are these are my least liked Aussie songs. But the, but the bottom five, I could have changed songs out here. And this one was painful for me to say, but I went fearless from Scream. Yeah. Wow. Something about that song just doesn't move me too much. I tried to get it off the list and I just couldn't. It just, Is it the chorus? Yep. Just that the kinda... chorus drives me crazy, to be honest. Yeah. There's not a bridge. It's just, yeah, that, that chorus kills me. Ugh, I don't like it at all. All right, Steve, number eight. This is one that I did choose from the album that it's on. Sorry, Dan, but number eight is Latimer's Mercy. Oh, I thought we were going a different direction. That hurts. Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go, sorry, Steve, the almighty dollar. Ouch. That was a great lead in I gave you for that earlier, though. (laughs) It was, it was it was it was radio gold. <laughs> so my number eight and my number seven, I have flip flop now three times, and I'm flip flopping it again right now. So I'm going to go with Alive from Down to Earth. Ooh, ouch! I do like Ozzy's melody on that chorus, but ultimately it's it needed one more step forward that it never takes. So kind of bugs me. Wow, 
Ripping mm. on my man Danny Saber. I love that track. All right, this is where I get the eye roll because it's going to happen on this track for sure. And I know Ryan is going to be the big one. Uh-oh. So I apologize. There's just something about this song that doesn't connect with me. It hasn't since day one. This is from Ordinary Man. And I think at the end of the day, it's not the song as much as Ozzy's performance. And I think Ozzy sounds really bad on this song, like bad. And yes, Josh, I'm sorry. And Ryan. And this is all my life. What oh, the fuck? Yeah. One of my favorites on the album. What the I, it's not uh, one of mine. I, I, here's the thing. I agree with you. It's the oldest Ozzy has ever sounded. It's rough. But holy shit, those, that, those verses, that chorus. Yeah. I just can't get past it. Yeah. And in a weird way, yeah. his gruffness, his old sounding is kind of what I like, enjoy about it. Like, it makes it enduring to me that he does well, kind of it, it, it old fits and, with, yeah it fits yeah. with the, the song yeah. strange yeah oh dan it that sorry guys yeah oh and steve nice. what do you think of that one sorry i like it i don't i don't love it as much as they do but i definitely don't feel the way you do about it either i like yeah. it better than that and easily one of andrew watts best guitar solos in the aussie era that he's had with andrew watt that's a good it is solo a great one. solo yes. not as yes. good as holy for tonight that's his best <laughs> all right number seven is it what up dog yeah <laughs> what up dog yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I love it. All Those right. My, my kids are in the room going, back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Those commercials were the best. They yeah, just answer the awesome. phone. Awesome. They just be like, I love how they do it in a scary movie, too. It's awesome. My number seven is what I chose from the album Down to Earth. It's Black Illusion. I'm going with Latimer's Mercy. Oh. See, that's what hurts me. I love Latimer's Mercy, and yeah. I know it's going to be on Josh's list, too. Yeah. You don't know shit. You don't know shit, man. All right. Number seven for me is My Little Man. Sorry, you knew it was there somewhere. Uh, ooh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. Golly. Wow. Uh, my number seven, <sighs> my buddy Steve has already said it. I'm going Hellraiser. I am not a big fan of Hellraiser. Never have been. The combined <laughs> version is much yes. better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the with Lemmy version. Maybe yeah. I should give it another try, I guess. But Yeah, the original, no, my bag. I think it's kind of boring. I don't like the riff very well either. But yeah, Hellraiser, my number seven. Number six is something I didn't choose from Ordinary Man. And I chose this kind of for the dumb lyrics. Although it's got a kick-ass bass intro, I chose Eat Me. I don't hate it. I do, I do think it's a pretty cool song, but it's the lyrics are really stupid to me and i don't like the way the chorus sounds ozzy lyrics again yep (laughs) what do you got ryan avh all right number six avh i think that's a very valid choice number six for me i won't say i don't know what i'm doing by picking latimer's mercy number six oh you fucker All right, so this is where I get my revenge. I think you guys are going to get mad at this choice, too. Uh Yeah, so my number six is definitely a left-field choice. was not my pick when we went through the album, but for some reason, the song has gotten worse for me over time, and that is the lead track, the opening track from 2010 Scream. That is Let It Die. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't shock me because you told me the other day that you're you're just not big on that one, but, man, I just don't agree with you. All right, we got our top five, and this is where it gets much easier for me. Let's go, Steve. You start us off with the top five. Mm, I mentioned on uh, patient number nine that having a song with Tony Iommi and then another one with him that is completely subpar is not a good idea. So I went with Degradation Rules at number five. Wow, that's really high. That's crazy. All right, Ryan, what do you got? I'm going to go with Alive. Oh, oh wow. my God. I didn't realize that was not well liked. 
That's me crazy either. to me. Interesting. Wow. All right. Yeah. Number five for me, I did reference it earlier, even though it wasn't my pick from the record. I go with 11 Silver. Wow. It just always fell flat. It was the up-tempo rocker that album needed, but it fell. I just never hmm. connected with it. I don't like the effect on Ozzy's vocals at all. Let me just tell you this, though, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. That is one of Zach's best guitar solos of his career. That solo. Oh, yeah. It's shredding. Insane. That's Absolutely. like the version of Over the Mountain. I cannot get over how good that guitar solo is. He is killing it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's lightning quick. It is so good. All right, so the top five for me, I think, are set in stone, where those five I just mentioned, I think all of us, it could change for sure. I had a couple of tracks that didn't make my list that could make it on some days, but these top five, I think, are pretty much always going to be in my top five worst Aussie songs. So number five for me is Trap Door from Black Rain. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh. I forgot about Trap Door. Damn it. I like 11 Silver better than Trap Door. Well, I, I was so confused because Trap Door was your pick. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going I'm to go ahead and say number five for me is Trap Door. I just forgot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right, Steve, number four. Number four. This is an album with a great lineup. And because they have such a great lineup on this album, it makes it that much more disappointing, which means it goes a lot higher on my list. Crazy. Oh, wow. Crazy babies, yeah. I'm going to go with the uh, dud. That is, thank God for the bomb. Wow. Mm. Oh, Ryan from the ultimate sin. Number four, Ryan. Wow. Yeah. So let me be clear. I'm reading my list a little closer. I do have trap door on it. So never mind. Number five is still 11. Okay. (laughs) 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 Number four. Being able to read. Yeah. (laughs) Classic Josh. Classic. Josh. Uh, Number four for me is I want it more from scream. My number four used to be my number one, so it's moved up a couple of slots over the years, but it's still in my bottom five, and that is Down to Earth's Black Illusion. Number three, Steve. It's going to be all right, guys. Oh, that hurts. Your third worst. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's got to be number three. It can't be over these other two. Yeah, it's old L.A. tonight for me. Wow. Man. Ryan? Are we doing all right? Yeah, <laughs> you're killing me Not softly. God, my my number three is going to be probably the most offensive song to the ears in Ozzy's career, and that's "It's a Raid." Whoa! Okay. It's just it's yeah. it's the besides being just a silly song, the production is horrendous. I agree, the production is an issue. They tried so hard to be Motorhead, yeah, and it just it didn't. It hurt. It does hurt the ears a little bit. I remember we had an early version of that that we found bootlegged online. Do you guys recall that? And we're I like, do. oh man, like here it is. Like it's a cool song, but like I can't wait to hear the cleaned up version. And yeah, then yeah. he released, and, and that was exact. It. it was it sounded the same. Exactly it the actually same. was different sure. vocally a little bit. The staticky sound of it was still there. It was like oh, it added man. more post Malone, I think, in the final version. Yeah. All right, Josh. All your right. Top three. What's your number three? Number three for me is the ever infamous Black Illusion. Yeah. From down to earth. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. My number three is been, I think, on everybody's list, and that is No More Tears' AVH. Maybe not Steve's. Is it on your list, Steve? No. So, Josh and Ryan, I know you had it. So, yeah, yeah, number three is AVH. All right, top two. If it wasn't for Ryan's number three, Old LA Tonight would have been number two. But I went with It's a Raid at number two. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. I've never met someone that dislikes Oh, Late Tonight so much. Oh, I know. 
It's I'm impressed, honestly. It's a skipper for me. I just skip it. I don't listen to it anymore. I, I know I it was. I'm sorry. I told you I, I try whenever I listen for you guys. Did you just flip me off? Who? No, <laughs> Josh. I was biting my fingernail. He was. Yeah, he's he was he's like off. this, biting his fingernail. I really was biting my fingernail. But yeah, it looked like it. Yeah. Whatever you deserve it, man. <laughs> my number two, Black Illusion. Okay. Definitely not well liked. Number two for me, alluded to it earlier, it is Trapdoor. <laughs> it was on my list. You know, <laughs> there it is. Uh, wow. What do you know? Yeah. Funny just never stuff. did click from day one. Even with the excitement of the album being fresh, it just never never clicked mm. on this one. So my number two, I get to pay Steve back a whole hell of a lot with this one, is I want it more from mm. Scream. Yeah. How does mm. that feel? All right, Uncle Steve, what is your number one? What is Ozzy's least like song? In my book. You got this lineup, and you put out this song. I know what it is before you say it. You okay. better know what it is. I know what it is. It's a song that Ryan himself earlier even said another song should have been put in its place on that album. My number one least favorite Aussie song ever since the 80s. No Bone Movies. Ugh. Oh, oh, my uh. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. I knew it. Me and Steve have talked already. Long oh, long my goodness. goodness. Yeah, a part of it is the lineup. You got Bob Daisley, and you got Randy Rose and Lee Kerslick and Ozzy Osbourne in 1980. Yeah. And that song Ugh. made the album. Yuck. Ugh. All right, Ryan. Uh, I'm not going to say any kind of catastrophe like that. But <laughs> this is one. If I never heard it again for the rest of my Just life. Over the mountain. We know, Ryan. Spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I look like such a shithead to so many people, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's... Without question, very, very easy choice. Goodbye. So, And also, good fucking bye to the song. <laughs> what do you got, Josh? In all sincerity, Ryan loves Over the Mountain. We're just busting his nuts. We like to give him a hard time about <laughs> it. Yeah, easily, without question, without hesitation, goodbye for me is the worst Aussie track of wow. all time. And I am going to yell dildo for the first time today for sure. It is also my least liked Aussie track is goodbye. Just does not resonate with me at all. The last thing I want to say before we wrap up is I hate the sequencing so much on Ordinary Man that all my life, and I'm sorry, guys, just from my perspective, but all my life in Goodbye are tracks two and three, and they're both in my bottom 10 Aussie songs. And <laughs> and I love Ordinary Man. They couldn't have started with, with the worst flow to the record. Well, as much as I love all my life, it's not, not a number two track. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, like, The pacing just doesn't make sense. It yeah. doesn't. And Dan all. isn't all about Straight to Hell either. Like That's kind of down there for you on that album. So it's to start Straight it's to Hell. Mid. Yeah, but for you to go Straight to Hell, All My Life Goodbye, that's that's a rough start for you. Yeah, and then and we've talked about this a lot, but you know the run of Scary Little Green Men, Today is the End, and Holy for Tonight is like, and then Under the Graveyard, Ordinary Man, so many classics, but they start with those three songs. Yeah. You know, I at least like Straight to Hell. I mean, it's got a great bridge. All right, man. Guys, reach out. Let us know what your top 10 worst Aussie songs of all time are. Be sure to reach out on social media and let us know what you think about it. Guys, before we go, is there anything we want to say real quick before we sign out? I just want to say thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Steve. It was wonderful having you guys. And please let us know what your top 10 bottom songs are, as always, fans. Absolutely. Listen to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Check them out. All right, guys. Until next time, we will see you on the other side. What's that? Thanks for coming. No, thank you for coming. (laughs) 
And also with us today, he's not only your uncle and my uncle, he's everyone's uncle. It is Uncle Steve from the Iron Maiden Metal Zone podcast. I didn't say that right. Did I? The Iron Maiden Zone podcast, isn't it? Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. <laughs> I knew that right, right before I freaking said it. That's funny. That's funny. Here we go. From Uncle Steve's Metal... Shit. <clears throat> From Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden podcast, he is Uncle Steve. How's it going, Uncle Steve? Oh, shit. And that's, that's all he was literally getting at. What was that? I don't know. That was my again. again. That happened Damn last it, time. Damn it, Ryan. Oh. Damn you. Okay. <laughs> what did I even say? I forgot. <laughs> oh, I heard you said. Oh, shit. 